Hello, everyone. Welcome again to this episode of That's Fair Podcasting. I'd just like to take this time to remind you that That's Fair Podcasting is brought to you by Tan Perfection, Sugar and Ice, and Generosities. Tan Perfection has been providing the Grand Valley with its tanning needs for over 30 years now, and I am happy to say that I have been a customer of theirs for 17 of those years. Tan Perfection provides its community with UVB and UVA tanning as well as spray tanning, so whether you desire a quick tan for a special occasion or you're building that beautiful tan to last all year round, Tan Perfection will have the tan for you. The VersaPro Heated Sunless Pro Series gives you that perfect sunless tan. Or you can go for some UVV and UVA rays with their massive selection of tanning beds and pods. So stop in and see Lewis or Andy located at 1340 North Avenue in Grand Junction, or you can give them a call at 970-245-8266. Again, they are located at 1340 North Avenue in Grand Junction, or you can give them a call at 970-245-8266. Look great and feel amazing at Tan Perfection. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sugar and Ice. Now, Sugar and Ice has become one of my favorite coffee shops. They have deals going on every day of the week, offering you up a large variety of hot and cold, brewed and iced coffee, as well as ciders, hot cocos, Italian sodas, smoothies, and even blenders. And you can always add boba to any drink as well. And they also serve delicious breakfast sandwiches, as well as tasty breakfast burritos, or you can try paninis instead. Sugar and Ice also has a massive frozen yogurt bar as well as ice cream floats. So whether it's a coffee boost, a breakfast craving, or you're just needing something sweet, then stop by Sugar and Ice. And they are now serving two locations. The first one is at 950 North Avenue in Grand Junction, or you can find them at the Mesa Mall. Or you can call in an order for pickup at 970-424-5041. And again, they are located at 950 North Avenue in Grand Junction, or you can find them at the Mesa Mall or give them a call for pickup at 970-424-5041 for Sugar and Ice. And finally, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Generosities. Generosities are a new and refreshing blend of bottled iced tea that not only tastes delicious, but it also gives back to charity. For every bottle of generosity that is purchased, a dime goes back to a specific charity of the corresponding flavor. Their delicious raspberry tea gives to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, while the sweet tea gives to the Humane Society of the United States, and my favorite, the refreshing green tea, gives back to Operation Homefront. Now, I'm extremely proud to call generosity our official drink sponsor, and knowing that you give back to charity while drinking the best bottled tea on the market makes it all that much more sweeter. So stop by any of your participating Kroger stores, Walmarts, and Golden Gate gas stations and pick up a bottle today. Enjoy the great taste of generosities while you're giving back to charity. Generosities. Welcome again to this edition of That's Fair Podcasting. I'm your host, Matt. I am Mark. Privet, comrades, I'm Miles. That was Miles. And uh, <laughs> um, we're going to kind of change directions, and uh, I kind of came up with an afterlife idea. Um, basically, what happens when we die, you know, because we'll have the answers. Eventually. Right. I will share them with you when I can. But um, it was just a, it's an interesting topic that I chose because doing research on this and you actually see how many people are actually trying to figure this out how many people are so curious and i think the biggest reason in my opinion that it's probably such a sought after topic is one there's nothing more final than death mm-hmm. right and two it's one of those things that can only be answered upon experiencing it yeah true so 
statistically, Mark's going to be the first to go fast yeah. car, stuff yeah. like that, you know. I agree. So, I say we start. Fast car and a whole bunch of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I say we start, wow. we start buying our... our uh, Lotto tickets? No, 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 our equipment now, so that way we can talk to him after he dies. I um, will. I'll talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a Parker Brothers Ouija board in the closet somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got to be authentic when it's made by the same people that make Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Monopoly is a real game. Like, that shit is... That shit's scarier than a Ouija board, honestly. Well, that's because that fucking splits families apart. People start throwing down. I literally blame Monopoly for at least 50% of divorces in the United States. Well, back then. Now, it's probably a Monopoly online. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Or uh, sticking your wiener where it shouldn't go. That's usually... Or having your wiener. (laughs) Secretly. (laughs) Okay. And uh, so, on that note... (laughs) We're gonna talk about life after death. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you guys believe is you know well, the afterlife? Quick quote by someone who I never really could get into because I thought he was full of shit, but it's Sigmund Freud mm. or Sigmund Freud. But and it, he said this, and this is actually interesting. So tell me what you guys think of this quote. It goes: When we attempt to imagine death, we perceive ourselves as mere spectators. Hmm. So like out of body experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um, have the capability of experiencing that. Right. And uh, I mean, if any, if I, I mean, if any of us, all three of us, at least know what DMT is. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And it's an endorphin that's releasing your brain at death. And. Uh, but you, you know, it's also at birth. Yeah. And it's at near death experiences, or what they literally call NDEs. Yeah. But they're yeah. at near death. If you. At a moment when you actually think you're going to die, you know that your DMT also releases? Yeah. Mine did. Yeah. I know it did. Yeah. I've been in a few close calls where I feel extremely euphoric after it not mm. going the route I saw it going. Did I've, you, never, I've never thought of it like that. I don't know. I don't think I've I'm ever almost died, I guess. If you rolled a truck. I mean, I was fine, though. You know, I wasn't like, oh, shit, this is it. You know, I was kind of just like, oh, shit, this is happening. You know? Yeah. But mine was... We may not even have been that close to death when it happened, but I thought we were. Yeah. And if you think you are, then you have convinced yourself there's, you're about to die. Yeah, there's that internal feeling of just, like, loss, mm-hmm. you know, that only, like, I mean, we all experience it probably different, you know. But, but my, my boy Tanner, who did a lot of research when he was in college on this, he, you remember Tanner, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very smart kid. Oh, yeah, very. Very smart guy. There's um, a lot of drugs, though, so. Yeah, but, but, but he had a lot of knowledge. I mean, yeah. he was very smart, uh-huh. and he said that... Um, I told him my uh, experience, because we were going about 60 right into that wall, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, this weird calm came over me, and I remember taking Mandy's hand and just telling her out loud, Mandy remembers me saying this, I, I, I grabbed her, I thought we were both going, that was it, mm-hmm. and I said, we're going to be okay. Well, we had a, <clears> braver <throat> than I am, I would have been like, <clears throat> no, it's, shit, 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 shit. It's, well, Tanner told me it was a DMT that calmed me, and yeah. it just gives you that, that feeling of acceptance. Yeah, yeah we, well, we, had a, we had a teacher. Um, I don't know if it was at Fruger if it was when I was living mm-hmm. in Finley. Um, she drowned. And uh, her husband resuscitated her. And wow. she resented him for it. Really? She was very upset. Yeah, because she said she had never felt so calm and at peace. Yeah, that's and, the thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Then from at that point, and when he brought her back, she was pissed. So I... Sorry? So my, my question like was, what, what, what do you guys believe to be like afterlife? Because, I mean, with religion and beliefs and such like that, like, everybody has their own I'm, sense of yeah, what, yeah. what... Okay, what... so I'm very, very pro-paganism, you know, like, I... Well, Norse what? But I, well, let me, let me just... I'm just kidding. Okay, so, but I do believe in they coexist, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that it's determined by your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think people can go to heaven or hell, or you can go to Valhalla or Helheim, and so forth, and you know, wherever, whatever religion takes you, where I believe it's based solely on your religious belief on where you end up. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that there's hard enough evidence to show or state that any of these truly exist. But I do believe, and that's that's where okay. So I don't care what anybody says, no matter what religion you're a part of, how hard you want to believe, no matter what you're agnostic. Yeah. Oh, everyone no, is. Yeah. Everyone is. You know, you never know in, <clears throat> until you know. Yeah. You don't have one hundred hundred percent solidified evidence 
showing that heaven or hell is real mm-hmm. or Helheim or Valhalla or anything of those sorts mm-hmm. is real, right? So agnostic is basically like the only proper way to go into a religion, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so with that being said, I think it's very capable that what if, I've always thought this too, right? What if when you die, right? If you look at pictures of, of people describing DMT trips, they come across entities and stuff mm-hmm. like that in multiple shapes, colors, and forms. Yeah. Right, and even though they can't identify them most times, they have a familiarity about them. Yes, yes exactly. Oh, yeah. So what if you get here and you are presented with your options? Hey, you had these beliefs through your life. Mm. Pick an end route. What do you want to end on, right? Okay. And there's certain rules for certain ones, right? Like... Um, can't eat pork or... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Ain't like, too much pork, you're not in. Well, n- not necessarily, but like... Yeah. Okay, let's say um, for a very long time I was Christian, mm-hmm. then I was atheist, and then now pagan, right? Man, that is a jump. So, yeah. So, you think about it. Okay, they're like, hey, in the beginning of your life, here's a glimpse into what you'll get into. Here's heaven, here's hell. We're not going to tell you which route you're going to go, okay? But these are what they mm-hmm. look like. If you want to go here, atheism is you're a free roamer. You get to choose reincarnation. You can choose... To do whatever, really, as an mm-hmm. atheist. Um, but when it comes down to like, being uh, Norse pagan, um, to enter Valhalla, you have to live a worthy life. Right. Or die in battle. And you are selected to go to Valhalla <clears throat> by the But that was, I think that was more of a stronger belief back in the day of Vikings, where I think even over time, that religion has adjusted as far as I don't want to call them rules, yeah, but but the guidelines mm-hmm. of the belief have had to have adjusted because you don't have Vikings grabbing these longships going around fucking hacking people anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, no. I mean, that, no. in the twenty first century, like unless you're unless you enlist in like the military, like are you gonna die in a battle? Now? I think it stems. No. I think it stems more from just a stronger belief that will yeah. grant you access versus back in then when the gods only protected the strong. Yeah, and so the way I thought about it is like, you know, like, if your weapon tastes blood, right? That's that's one of the things. If your weapon tastes blood, it is worthy of a hollow. So, one thing, though, is like, if I make it that far without fucking cutting somebody, right, you know, like... Well, even if you don't make it to Valhalla by cutting someone, you'll probably make it to jail. I mean... <laughs> so, no, what I'm getting at, though, is like... That's kind of Helheim in no, itself, well, isn't it? No, not really. Not, not really. It's uh, Helheim is uh, sector. But, but it's what you said earlier is um, a belief is what people strongly believe in could be their outcome. But remember, that's only a mortal thought. Yeah, I mean, see, without a doubt. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we're only thinking as mortals right now. Mm-hmm. I mean... Do we have souls? Yeah. Are we immortal in that regard? Yeah. But, like, so, another way, okay, so Matt knows this. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, if you die in battle and your weapon is taken from you, you are not granted access to Valhalla. Mm, on some disrespect, dude, you got somebody killing people and just snagging They all did that. Shit. They, yeah. they would they remove would. your they, weapon if, so if, you couldn't yeah. go to Valhalla. If, well. if they felt you were unfit, they could take your weapon from you, right? And just like when you got blood eagled, Right? If you made, like, even the slightest fucking screech. And it's such a fucking Mm. torturous way to go. Yeah. Then you're not, you're not worthy. Right? You have to die a man. Okay? But what I was going to say, though, is if I make it down to the point where I'm on my fucking deathbed and I don't think I'm fucking worthy, I'm, I'm picking a fucking fight with hospice. Right? I'm fucking throwing, (laughs) I'm throwing fucking. Yeah, because I'm sure that, I'm sure that, you know. Odin and Fenrir and all those guys are going to look down at you and go, oh, look, he's swinging at a female. Bring him in. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking like Ben Stiller. Right. Oh, from yeah. fucking Billy yeah. Madison. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no. Okay, but you're talking reality. Okay, good. Bring the doctor and I got a word. <laughs> but, but to go back to what you were saying, though, is I used to believe that. And, I, and I'm not calling you naive by any means, but I think it's a naive thought. To give people that belief, or 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 even think that people, you're gonna your your outcome will be what you believe because, like I said, those are only mortal thoughts. As mm-hmm. we are, it is believed that the soul is immortal. And like I was telling you earlier, in order 
for a soul to experience the true existence of space and time, it has to find a host or a, mm. a body, which is why we go from, this is a belief, yeah. which is why we go from body to body to experience a mortal life, to experience the, the elements of space, the uh, time, um, you know, because but, as a soul, there is no space or time. No, yeah, I was going to say, because if you reincarnate, right? It's not necessarily like you just jumping into like a new baby or whatever, yeah, right? You don't like you could like if if time doesn't truly exist within like space and such, you could pop back in in Renaissance times, or because if time isn't really a construct, you know you could just yeah, you could now, be a fucking dinosaur. And it, yeah, you're kind of getting more into quantum in that area, I think. Yeah, yeah. but um, let's push an envelope. But it could be. It could be just yeah. as simple as you're entering another baby. You want to know why? Because it is believed also that when you pass, if you if you go and you're reborn again, you have no memory of your previous yeah. life. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what's the difference if, if my daughter has another baby? What makes it any different? Could that be my mother? Mm. What what would make it any different, or is it just some mm. random person we've never known? It True. doesn't matter because yeah. if you have no memory of your previous life, it's, it's, it's still rebirth sleep. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So so there there has been research and documented evidence of kids remembering their past life mm-hmm. up to the age of six. Mm-hmm. Try okay. try ten. Yes, yeah, I have some, one. Some yeah, no, I have one. Yeah. Some go further, but the most common is the ages from four to six is when they start to forget. Mm. Okay, and there there is some very compelling like stories, documented mm-hmm. stories on, mm. on some of this stuff. But like, shit, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Um, but like some, some, in some, in some religious beliefs, reincarnation, um, you're, you're not necessarily coming back as another human. Yeah. You come back as an animal. A squirrel. Yeah, like, okay. So like in India, right? Yeah. I was, was going to say, you're getting more Zen too now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in India, I remember listening to this guy who was, he was a comedian. He was doing a show over in India. Watch this dude get ran the fuck over. Nobody stopped. Right. Next thing you fucking know, the cow's giving birth in the fucking middle of the road and everybody's stopping. It's because they respect cows so much. It's, it's a religious mm-hmm. symbol to them. And he's like, hey, why is everyone stopping for this fucking cow that's and getting nothing. birth, but not the guy that got ran the fuck over? He goes, because that's probably the guy that got ran over right there. And they're not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that because it is even said that with every death is always life. There's yeah. always there's always a rebirth after a death. See, I'm, I'm really selfish, though. I'd be so fucking pissed if I came back as a cow, dude. <laughs> Just to get slaughtered again, you know? And come back as <laughs> like, well, it depends on what country you're in. Yeah, true. But yeah, like, but knowing Bingham's luck, he's going to be in Texas. He's yeah. going to pop up. Right there on a ranch. Like a short stack of ribs or something. <laughs> he's going to get popped out and he goes, oh shit, I'm getting turned into a fucking McRib. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also stated too that, did you know that people who have died on an operating table in an OR, they were heavily sedated. They were, I mean, heavily sedated. But their outcome was the same once they died on there and were brought back to life. Their outcome was the same as someone who wasn't sedated, brought in dead and brought back. Mm-hmm. Even under heavy sedation, they experienced being above everything. And they're mm-hmm. witnessing these doctors. They're remembering everything they said, everything they did. And then when they brought them back, these people wake up and they're like, you were doing this and you were doing this. And these physicians and these nurses' mm-hmm. mouths like hit the fucking floor like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. doctors are men of science. But they get baffled with that shit all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen these videos, but, like, there's this dude that works in a morgue. And he, he tends to upload on TikTok occasionally, but he has to upload anonymously. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of illegal to... to just put film a dead body. Yeah, well, film, yeah. Film a dead body unless it's for research purposes. Yeah. But there are things where you're even hours, mm-hmm. sometimes days after death, your, your body can, mm-hmm. can flex. And he has this video that's gone partially viral, um, mm-hmm. of this body bag flinging all the way up, sitting straight up, curling its knees up, and then laying back down fast as shit. Yeah, that would be fucking horrifying. Oh, yeah. oh I would have it. I would find a new job. Yeah, yeah. immediately. But it's it's a, it's it's a common thing. So response, like, yeah. But where I'm going with this is the belief of souls. Souls needing a housing unit, basically. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're looking for a conduit. Exactly. Okay, so like, what if, and this is a stretch, Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I'll admit mm-hmm. to it being a stretch. What if that's the soul trying to 
Well, okay, like what if that's like a lost like soul? Like a possession or something? Yeah, what if that's a yeah. lost soul trying to get into a body and yeah. they're like, ah, oh, shit, this one's fucked, right? Yeah. But there, no. there was... That, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's right? crazy, yeah. So like, what if... Okay, there, there was this guy and I feel bad because I can't remember his name. But he did research, right? So he spoke with people, got permission from them on their deathbeds, basically, to weigh them. Oh, yeah. To, like, okay. yeah. And <clears throat> Sorry. he got an average weight loss mm-hmm. from every single person within decimals of each mm-hmm. other. Right? Every single time that somebody died, some people say it's the last breath leaving the body. He claims it's the soul because it's about 22 grams of weight that they lose. On average, 18 to 22 grams of weight. And it makes sense, too, because a soul, I mean, technically, if everybody has a soul, that I mean, yeah, I, I feel like your soul isn't, like, weighted based on, like, your size mm-hmm. and, like, stature because it's all just, like, an embodied mass, you know? But the yeah. only question that I have towards that is how could it even weigh, how could it even weigh in that amount if, yeah. if the soul has no connection to space and time, how would I have it to weigh? Mm. Yeah, so that's that's the weird thing, right? So right. Like, but okay, but like, how much does a breath weigh? How do you how do you identify yeah. a breath? How do you? It's hard to. How do you even weigh air? You know, like just, I mean, pressure, I guess. Yeah, you can do it by pressure, but like even still, something has to yeah, be that's causing a, that mm-hmm. pressure. That is a, that is yeah. That's it's just weird though because when you start getting heavy into thought about it all then it starts messing with your mind because mm-hmm. then it's like, it's so inconceivable that you can't even, I mean, you can exhaust your own mind thinking about it because mm-hmm. none of it is conceivable by any stretch. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, and there's also a possibility too, that there's genuinely just nothing. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's like trying to remember before you were born. Yeah. But again, uh, the belief is if you have the souls that we, they, that we, you know, most people mm-hmm. believe we do, you're not going to remember the stretch of time between lives. It is a black void, mm-hmm. but how long is it? Is it seconds? Is it hours? Is it days? But the thing is, is we have no conscious memory in our physical body, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's There's actually an eerie comfort to me about death when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And this, this brings me to like another thing that was, that was brought to my attention, right? So I'm going to go down the line, so we'll start with Matt, and then I'll swing okay. over to you. Okay, so what what is your simplified response to what is your idea of immortality? My idea of what I want. Yes, your idea of immortality in your eyes. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you're asking me what do I think is going to happen or what I want to happen? What like what is your what is your typical thought on immortality? Like if you were to if you were to die right now, no, what, no, no, right. no, 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 that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, man, I'm asking. if if you were immortal, how do you think life would go? If I were immortal on this planet, if you were immortal, mm-hmm. well, my way. <laughs> no, in all honesty, you're you're asking questions again to me that are still inconceivable. Exactly. I mean, right? Okay, and so that'd be a that'd be a dreadful dreadful life yes okay. and no it would be dreadful because you would see people you'd get close to them you'd watch them die and you would rinse and repeat yeah okay and so you say mark you're saying a dreadful life right so what like what's what is your idea of immortality right i mean because most people i mean picture it that if the, if the planet ends it's over mm-hmm. no, okay. no 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 it's not you're just be floating around on a crumbled rock no, so you know, <laughs> you know like, this way, right? that even, sounds even, fun. <laughs> even even being immortality, you have weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not one that it would like. I mean, like you wouldn't drown, but you probably couldn't maintain. Let's let's say let's be realistic with immortality here, right? Right. So you still have to take breaths. Yeah. Right? You can you can die, but it'll be for three seconds. Like, yeah. You know, stuff like that. You'll you'll immediately come back. So imagine the world ends, and you're the only immortal human being. To ever exist. Mm. Okay? That means when our planet eventually ends, right? You are floating through space continuously grasping for air. You're continuously just dying. For fucking eternity. Well, it it makes me question too. Sounds like hell. (laughs) If there is... So, eternity in in flesh, okay? Like, as we are right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it would be a terrible life. Because if you... Think about it, like if 
nuclear war happens, right? And we all get blown to fucking dust. Okay, mm-hmm. like, do you come back? Like, does yeah. your body just reform itself? Yeah, yeah if he's There's talking about if he's like, talking if, about the definition of mortal yeah. immortality, then yes. Because I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you would come back as like a person, but like you're saying too, like you would just continuously die every over over every over minute. Like, it's much. literally like a Deadpool scenario. Yeah. So like, you you would die over and over, but there was nothing that could truly kill you, right? Like, it could it could take you know a little while for your healing factor to kick in. Yeah. But at the same route, you're immortal. Mm-hmm. But see, if you were talking about the soul's immortality, that's a whole different level mm-hmm. because you're not in a mortal body yeah. being killed and coming back over and over. Where the soul is, there is no space, there is no time, mm-hmm. there's no breath. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no... There's nothing except and almost a, a, a non... No, a, a, a corporeal existence is basically mm-hmm. what it is. So, kind of where I'm going with this, where I'm leaning into this, right, is if... If souls are essentially immortal, right, they, they just find another passage, what if the reason that we grow to hate certain things or dislike certain things or go about life a certain way is because of our previous experiences are already mm-hmm. right. semi-wired into our brains based mm-hmm. on our soul, right? And so, that's reincarnation is basically yeah, where so, you're delving into there. Yeah, yeah. So think about it this way, right? Like, what if each way, you're di- each way you die, it's... Your soul trying to find a way to end its immortality, mm. right? Trying to experience life in different ways, and that's why it keeps progressing. Well, the metaphysical belief of reincarnation is is you have multiple lives, and you can by charts figuring out your age, your birth, a date, um, what month, day, and all that. They're, you're able to. I don't remember how they do it. It's numerology, is what I believe is called. They can find out what life you're in, and then when you get to a certain point, then you go to something that would be like a heaven. Mm. And live an immortal existence of no pain, no, you know. The problem is that I have with people with Christians. And and yes, I know we bash Christians a few times. And this isn't necessarily going to be one of those for me. But what I don't understand with Christians is they don't understand what is true balance. Okay, so when they when you go to heaven in their mind, there is no pain. Well, then how can there be happiness? Mm-hmm. You can't have one without mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. Okay, there has to be balance. Okay, you can't have dark without light. And and that's so, the thing with like with Christianity too is it's if if you're if you get into heaven, okay, and say that's your soul, right? And you live what would, you know, what they describe to be like like a holy grail, you know, existence like you it's like a party yeah. in a way, in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a celebration of life, right? That just never stops. But yeah. if 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 that's the case, then, like, there, like there's got to be an abundant... Like, think about how many people would be in heaven by now. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And Like, okay, how, now, how large is this Yeah, and think about place. this. Okay, so this, this, brings me to, this brings me to a perfect example, and Matt will know exactly what I'm talking about. So in the TV show Supernatural, right, somehow, uh, I want to say Dean, that makes it to heaven, and he's searching, and he finds out that people's heavens are different. Mm-hmm. And this is at the end of the series, right? No, 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 towards, it's like mid-series. Uh, no, okay. no, 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 it's towards the end. I think it's like season 12 or so. Spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it, but... Yeah, well, I'm not going to dive in too much. I'm not going to okay. explain who he goes to visit or anything like that. Because I, I was thinking from Sam's perspective at the very end of the series, but go ahead. Okay, so he goes up there and he finds his friend who was in his favorite bar to still be in his favorite bar. Mm. But he's dead, right? So this this guy's heaven was his bar. Okay. Right. So, like, what if, what if for Christians? So it's it's scenario based. Oh, I see. Yeah. So like, so for Christians, it's it's always described as the pearly gates. And Mm -hmm. you go, man. Okay, what the fuck could be on the pearly gates? It can't all just be fucking clouds. Yeah. Right. Like that would be the most boring fucking eternity of all time. Yeah. So what if you're afraid of clouds? You know, and now you're just stuck with clouds. But you don't know fear when you're dead, according to Christianity. See. They only want to sit there, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but they only want to preach the positive because I think Christianity, Christianity is basically just a theory based around their paranoia of what they may really realize death could be. And yeah. that's what faith is. They only act on faith because death scares the shit out of them. Yeah, and and, and here's the thing. They're, they're, without a doubt, there are some good Christians out there. Right? Absolutely. Not all, not all of them are bad, right? Like, 
But there was this video that was slightly compelling for me to watch. No, don't know how much truth there is behind it. Okay, I really don't. But basically, this dude ends up finding a blood sample. Okay, and he takes it to a blood lab. And this this is an actual, this is an actual dude. Okay, mm -hmm. like I watched his, and it's older. It's from like the late 80s, early 90s that this recording was taken. And this guy took this blood to a blood lab to be circulated. And so they add saline to the blood <clears throat> because it's, fairly old. Yeah. They don't know what kind of sample it's going to be, but they end up coming to a conclusion that it is a human blood sample. <clears throat> okay. So he goes, I need you guys to do further testing for me. And they're like, well, there's really no point. It's dead. Right? Like mm -hmm. it's a, it's a dead blood. <clears throat> so he is in Jerusalem having all these testing done. Right? So <clears throat> he gets the blood retested and he goes, I want to be there when, when you guys figure it out. And he goes, I want you to look at the chromosomes in the blood. And this guy only had, um, I want to say it was 23 chromosomes or 24, right? This is what that blood had. So they, they determined it was human blood, but you get, is it 22 chromosomes? Man, I have no idea. It's, it's 44 in total. So you get 22 from each side, yeah. right? So he had 23. They, I'm saying he, the blood sample that he yeah. brought only had 23 chromosomes. It was 22 X chromosomes and one singular Y chromosome. Mm. And then after doing that, after after having that done, they were like, this blood is live. They're like, but the X chromosomes are human and the Y chromosome is not. They're like, wow. where did you get this blood? They're like, whose blood is this? And like, that's, that's what I'm here for, I don't know. And basically his only response was, I think it's your Messiah's. So essentially like this guy believes he found the blood of Christ. Right, which I thought to be strange, right? It wouldn't make much sense for blood can't exist that long. No, it coagulates yeah. and dries up. Yeah. It'd just be it'd be dust. Yeah. Know? So like, why why spread false information like that? Yeah, okay, now you're you're getting into just media, period. Why spread false information? Ask every media news outlet that question. Yeah, I know, and they're gonna be like, Well, we don't. Yeah, suck a dick. But like so, but like no, was this was this those, was this before social media or was this at least when there was social media? Because no, this was no social media. Okay, because I'll say if it was done media. on social media, why spread false news for likes? Yeah, you know. So, no, no, no. This this was like I said, late eighties, nineties. Right. Right. Yeah, this, I mean, but you know, that's. They still media. I the 80s, yes, but the 80s was the cocaine decade, and the, the yeah. psychedelics were really starting to take a hit, too. But, so, like, I mean, but how much of that do you think was really going on in Jerusalem? Well, I mean, it's true. But, I mean, it, places I don't on, know. on the planet. Um, it, or it's like you see those people who, like like the that Mother Mary statue or whatever, yeah. how it was like crying blood. Yeah, it's like, dude, I could have put fruit punch in that, in that <laughs> fountain, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I think there are a lot of strange occurrences in this, on, on this planet that points oh, to sure. afterlife, and there, oh. there are points that, there are, there are things that show that Christianity was a possibility. There are right, and I show. respect the ones that will even, you know, you can debunk pictures and, and videos yeah, and photos, doubt. but the thing about it is, is at least they're doing something to try yep. to document it. Whether oh, yeah. it's fake or not. I mean, it's like we talked about with the UFO and not, not a single... Like, it's yeah. not just like hearsay, you know? Like, yeah. You want to have your mind blown, though? Is on this one, is there was... Uh, you also get these things where people are born blind. They're blind their whole lives. They have a near-death experience. And, and by near-death, I mean, we're talking people that actually die on the mm -hmm. operating table yeah. and are brought back. Even though it's near-death, they and were dead, dead. Yeah. clinically. Yeah. They can... They can exp they can describe everything they're seeing for the first time through mm -hmm. their eyes, even though they come back and they're blind again. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, how are they going to know how to describe these doctors to a perfect T? And then when they came back, they open their eyes, even though they're blind, and they're still blind. They're able to explain to everyone in the room what went down. Mm. Yeah, so there, there's definitely got to be something there, like. Absolutely. Science, science has said it best. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. It can only be, you know, it can only move forward. Yeah. Essentially, right? Like basically, I hate that I say that so often. Yeah. I say essentially I, a lot. Yeah. There. Yeah. I don't yeah. Mean to, but it's just it's just on the premise of discussing mm -hmm. a topic, right? Everything is theory based that we're mm -hmm. that we're speaking yeah. on here. I mean, so we I, don't know the facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There, there, there really are no hard facts on 
reincarnation, afterlife, mm-hmm. or anything like well, that. Well, there's no no hard facts in any of it. Well, that's no, the thing, too. Is somebody's, I feel like nobody's truly willing to test it out. Like, hey, man, I'm going to die real quick. Well, you had Flatliners and tried in the movie, back. but... Yeah, so... Um, what is that movie? Um, it's it's a project something that they uh, that they basically force themselves to die to experience afterlife. No oh, flatliners. No, it's, that's what um, I was talking about. No, it, no, no, it's different. It's, it's uh, the labyrinth or the, the labyrinth. No, the, no, the Lazarus effect. Yeah, the Lazarus. Well, there was Lazarus. one with Paul Walker, the Lazarus Project, where he that, was he was yeah. executed, and then mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But you should like an older one called Flatliners with Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, and Julia Roberts. Oh, they the even ba- did a the Bacon Boy. Yeah, they even did a remake. Mm-hmm. They're physicians, medical physicians who want to experience death and have the answers. So they they go to the secret place, they hook everything up, and then they inject them. They kill them for about three minutes to let them experience death, and then they revive them, mm-hmm. and that way they can come back with answers. And that's a trippy one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so there there is. And I'm, I'm going to lead these two into each other because I find them both very interesting, right? So I'm jumping back to when I stated that most of these children lose their memory or thought process behind this stuff around the ages from four to six. And that's where I was going next is about this one kid in Oklahoma and this is going to fuck y'all up. All right, so I'm excited for that. And so this, the status of what I'm going to say is um, there is a kid whose father asked him on, on numerous occasions... Um, from the time that he could speak at the age of two, roughly, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously can put together the best of sentences. Yeah. But up to the age of six, he always asked his son. He goes, what's the meaning of life? He would ask his son this, right? And his son goes, I don't know. Ask me next year. And he would continuously say that, right? To the point wow. where he would say, he would tell his dad, I know the answer. He goes, but I want you to tell me the answer, right? Mm-hmm. And so he would continuously say that. And it leads into the other theory. What if you, when you die... You wake up and you're looking at a six-year-old version of yourself, and it goes, "Do you understand the meaning of life now?" Oh mm. my God, I just got chills. Like, yeah. And so when this kid reached the age of six, he told his dad, when he was finally ready to tell him, he goes, "You know, I forgot." And he forgot by the age of six what the meaning of life was. Oh my God. So that's insane. By that's the age insane. of six, he forgot what the meaning of life was. So the weird thing about that is, think about it as if we truly did know the meaning of life mm-hmm. up until the age of six. And that's why we had imaginary friends. What if we were still connected to other friends that we had in a previous mm-hmm. life? Right? Let's say Mark and I die in a car crash together, right? Mm. <clears throat> and somehow my soul finds a body to get into. My imaginary friend up until the age of six is Mark's soul searching for another body. Oh my Damn. God, That's trippy. Dude. That's trippy. That's so, that's big. Yeah, that's big. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's pretty huge. You know, the and worst the thing, thing we could go ahead. And that's the thing too is like a lot of people say because, I mean, unless like you're experiencing like actual paranormal stuff, like people people believe that imaginary friends aren't like harmful beings or anything like that. So that Not that's normal. actually a good like assumption or like theory because I mean, when you see a kid with an imaginary friend, you're not like oh this because like if you were an adult. And you had an imaginary friend, they'd be like, "Yo, this guy's fucking crazy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. schizophrenia. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like when you're a kid, it's like it's it's like harmless, pretty much. I th- like I think the worst thing that could happen to us as humans is to find out the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to find out. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I mean, think one of the second worst things. That's why it's is, like ripped from you at a certain age, you know. So yeah. exactly. I think one of the second worst things is having a diagnosis. Mm. I think I think a lot of diagnoses are bullshit. Right, so you, you I would you say look, most. You look yeah. at a six year old who has an imaginary friend and he's constantly talking to somebody by him fucking self, right? Mm-hmm. And he's drawing with this person, he's hanging yeah. out with this person. Mm-hmm. But you do that to an adult and it's all of a sudden this guy's got schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So so what if what if his mind doesn't allow him to progress past that point of being yeah, but that's when you have, see mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. those that's things. when you have all the scientists intervene going though, well then you know the, the cerebral cortex doesn't fully form in a male till like what, twenty three or twenty four and the woman 22 or whatever yeah. so they're like okay we can give them a point to where you know we don't need a diagnosis yeah. because their brain is still developing mm-hmm. but then after alleged development of said cerebral cortex then we can start diagnosing mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's complete bullshit because i think a diagnosis is solely opinion based that's why oh, oh of course it is therapist. absolutely and then and then and not going into big pharma but then it's time to get you 
Medicaid hooked on these meds, you know? Okay, and here's the thing, though. I don't know if you guys know this. And we're veering off a little topic here, so I'm going to keep this simple. No, but I I definitely want to get to this one. This is going to freak you the fuck out. So I'm excited to hear that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of this recently, but one, I'm going to start with one. The U.S. just ordered a shitload of radiation vaccines. A shitload. Costing $1,200 a shot, right? For what? Who fucking knows? Yeah, for what? Who fucking knows, right? Mm. And secondly... Okay, our antibiotics are not working anymore. And it's because Big Pharma doesn't want to fucking put in the money because it's such a small return for them mm. that they don't want to have to fucking keep up with the bacteria that's, that's you know, progressing. Mm. Okay, right? Like, everything progresses in this mm-hmm. world, right? Oh, yeah. So, the common flu is no isn't always going to be, yeah. like, a basic common fucking no, flu, God, right? No. It's going to get stronger yeah. to combat with our mm-hmm. fucking antibodies mm-hmm. and with all of our fucking bullshit vaccines literally the world is trying to kill you every second yeah yeah so why is big pharma refusing to keep going forward dude why are we only two years removed from the beginning of something that was supposed to kill you and now you don't even need a mask and you can go to work when you're sick Mm -hmm. bullshit which is crazy too because i i mean i agree like you're saying too like it's it hasn't gone away it's not gonna go away no it's fucking not and coronavirus has been around for a very fucking long time whether you guys want to believe it or not i mean it's just different strains i mean it's just it's strong you know it's it's, like if, if you've ever worked with horses cattle yeah. fucking anything of that sort you know that you have to give them a fucking coronavirus vaccine it's not coronavirus it's a covid vaccine so yeah. you're giving them these vaccines and animals and shit so it's been around for a very fucking oh, yeah. long time okay check this out this there's, there's two instances not gonna be very long but yeah, no, no, no. He, he was five when it started and he's now around i think the age of 10 this little kid named ryan in oklahoma he would constantly tell his mom Mom, I got to get back to Hollywood. She's like, what? It's okay. He's stupid. <laughs> but he's telling his mom, I got to get back to Hollywood. She's like, Hollywood, California? We're in Tulsa. Yeah, they're calling me back. She's like, okay, take it easy. So then he, he starts explaining that he was in a movie. This five-year-old kid. Yeah, I was in a movie. She's like, okay, this is starting to, you know, it's starting to get so constant. So she starts doing research into this. And they're looking at movies in the 60s. And they see this movie poster. And what the fuck was it called? I have it written down somewhere. But Night After Night is what the Mm. movie's called. Mm. And he looks and he looks and he goes, Mom. He's looking at it and he's pointing at the actor, George. I don't, I never, it never said the last name. But he goes, I I was with him. I, I acted with him. That's George. Like, how the hell do you know this? A five-year-old, yeah. Yeah, five-year-old, right? So they're looking deeper into it and deeper into it. And they they, they, they go into the archives. She actually decides they go to California. You know, they I, I don't know if they had relatives out there or what, but they're going to go into the actual archives and dig this movie up because mm-hmm. her son is just way too adamant mm-hmm. and he's way too detailed with this that's shit. A, that's a good parent, though, honestly. Yeah, it is. Well, like she, a, lot, a lot of parents would be like, dude, shut up. Yeah, but she started... Yeah, she started... Believing him, mm-hmm. and it turns out. So anyway, he looks, and they go in, and he looks at the picture of a guy who had a small part, didn't even have a speaking role, but he's standing next to the main guy. Much. Yes, his name was Marty Martin. You can Google if you Google it, you can read this whole story. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll Google it and I'll pull it up for later research. Marty Martin is his name, and he's like, "Mom, that is me. That is me." And then she's like, "Okay, well, I, you know, can you tell me anything about him?" Yeah, uh, uh, the, the 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 street I lived in had either the name Rock or Stone in it. Turns out this guy lived on Roxbury, Jeez. right? All this stuff that he was saying, yeah, married like five or six times, right? Died in nineteen sixty four. I think it was I, no. So the movie would have been older. I think yeah he yeah. So the movie was older. He died. Marty Martin died in nineteen sixty four, and they said, I think at the age of sixty one, and so he's sitting there. Asking, he goes, Mom, why would God make me die at the age of 61 and then put me into another baby? She's like, what? So they're doing research. She's like, you're losing me on this one, son. (laughs) Well, no, but it's like, yeah, I was 61 when I died. And now I I was, you know, I was born into another baby. She's all, okay, so they did the research and took it to some paranormal experts and whatnot. They did the research. Well, it turns out this guy died at the age of 59, not 61. So they're going, okay. Oh, we got him. We got yeah. this kid. 
They further did research and found out that they fucked up this dude's death certificate and he indeed died at the age of 61. No way. That's now, how's this kid going to know any of this? Right? Yeah. That's wild. Okay. And uh, side note. He just, he just had his 50th birthday twice is what happened. <laughs> side, side note, Marty Martin is also, I don't know if you guys know this, but Marty Martin was part of the CIA operation of Zero Dark Thirty that tracked down uh, Osama Bin Laden. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, but no, but this... I know this, this one is completely separate, but, but I he, thought he, that's kind of interesting. He huh. even said though, he goes, "Yeah, mom, I was a Hollywood agent." Turns out this guy owned his own Hollywood agency. Oh, now this kid didn't have the access to research all this no, shit. And, he had no and idea. Even if he did, like, why would he go so far to find some random guy in some random movie? Yeah, and then here's the here's the real kicker. They go, people started asking, "Okay, how do we know that your mother didn't put this into your head? Mm-hmm. Let's start this whole story and this and that." There was no internet research able to be found on marty martin until this kid brought this story to light oh shit that's crazy this kid this kid told his own story he did he 55 out of like 61 things he nailed dead on balls accurate the six that he missed they are chalking up is you can't remember your former life and this guy got 55 out of 61 and i'm here as a kid kid, regardless you know like another crazy thing too though like um there, there are instances of there. There's an actual story of this this kid that was like I was in. I don't know if it was World War Two or Vietnam. He goes, but no, no, no. Like these, these are my friends in these photos. His mother took him to the Vietnam, um, or or World War Two. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. A memorial area, and he points out this photo and he goes, "That's so and so. That's so and so. And that's so and so." And I, I was with them, and then he's like, "This is me right here." Well, come to find out, one of the guys in that picture was still alive. So they took, she took her son to meet with this guy, right? And he started pulling out all kinds of memorabilia and having a conversation with like this kid that was like four or five years old, telling him what kind of plane he flew, who flew with him on what days That's and insane. all this yeah. crazy shit. And this old man just starts bawling his eyes out because he solely believed that was his friend who died. Absolutely. And so this kid was telling him like, oh yeah, no, 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 we did this in basic and like you did this with me. And we went, we went here on this day at this time. We had this malfunction on our plane, and all of it was accurate. Wow! Every single bit of it, like, and, and it's crazy. And then there's there's this Russian kid, and it goes a little bit further. <clears throat> and I I can't remember the kid's name. Twelve years old, can completely remember his past life, and remember the separate languages he spoke at twelve. And so, but his past life <clears throat> wasn't on Earth. What? Yeah. Wasn't on Earth. He was from he was from a different galaxy whose planet went to war. And they tested this kid's blood out, right? <clears throat> he has like he has one of the rarest bloods blood forms to ever exist. <clears throat> and he has DNA structure that's separate from ours. Twelve years old Russian kid. I can't remember who it is. And you can't even explain that kind Russian of shit. Russian, though, too. You know, I mean, <laughs> we got you, Putin. We got you. <laughs> but it's it's. I don't know. It's very interesting that this kid has a he has a different DNA structure than us, and I don't ever know what happened to him because I never looked further into. Oh, the, the CIA picked him up. I'm sure they're like, hey man, we need answers and we need them now. And this this kid had a, if I remember correctly, this kid had had a higher IQ than Einstein, and and Nikola Tesla. Ready for this? What's up? Eddie's a nine-year-old boy. His name's Eddie. Somewhere in Missouri. He got meningitis. So he was in a coma for 36 hours. Mm. Right? Deep coma. His fever broke and he woke up. Okay? But this coma was really touch and go with him. Mm. And, uh, you know, comas, as to this day, are basically mm-hmm. still yeah. unexplainable. Oh, yeah. Inexplainable. Anyway, he wakes up. He has meningitis. He looks at his parents and he goes... I don't think it was heaven. I don't know. But but I saw, and I literally wrote this down. It goes, I saw Uncle Lorenzo and Aunt Rosa. And they're like, okay, well, you've never met them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, but okay. You know, and then, you know, they're thinking, okay, so there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. He goes, I don't know where I was. He goes, but it just, it felt like a very, very good place. And he goes, and he goes, my sister Teresa kept telling me, you got to go back. You're done. Now you need to wake up. And they're like, okay, your uncle and aunt are dead, but your sister Teresa is still in college in Vermont. Okay, get this. So they go, okay, so that next morning they call. 
We're gonna call Teresa. Turns out she was killed in an automobile accident the night before while he was under in his coma. And that's oh how he was able Oh my god. That's how he was able shit. to talk to his sister and she told him now you have to wake up because I'm not going to. Yeah. But the, so they found out she was killed about 3 hours before he came out of his coma. So that's weird. I have another explain that. I have another theory kind of. It's not really a theory but I just watched this show. Zoe had me watch this show and it looked a little like corny. It was an old like um mini series on Cartoon Network. Okay. And it's called Over the Garden Wall. And it's and it's these two brothers who get lost in the woods. Okay. And they're pretty much just trying to find a way home. Mm. And they run into I mean, just to sum the story up there, they're trying to find a way home. They don't know where they are, how they got there and everything, right? But towards the end of the series, you find out that they're they're currently drowning in a lake together. Oh shit. So they're in this place called the Unknown. And it's kind of, I wouldn't say like purgatory or it's because like, they're not dead yet, you know? Yeah. So they're in this, like they're coexisting in this place together. So it's like, what if <clears throat> like, like comas and stuff like that, you know, yeah. what if like when you're not dead, you know, but you're not alive, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like almost like, it's almost like, like a, it's like purgatory, but you're not dead. You know, it's almost like you're free floating still. I mean, yeah, because a coma is basically just a state of existence to keep your body functional yeah. until you either awake or you don't awake. Yeah. You know, and it got me thinking, like, what if, um, like, because they say like with with Christianity and stuff, like, if you know, like suicide or. Um, like if you, like pretty much if you take your own life in a sense, right? Like you, you don't really go anywhere, Yeah. you know? So, so my theory, I mean like kind of what I, what I like to believe and it sounds super dark, but I, I don't truly believe in really anything. You know, I think we're all just blips in time and space and we do our time and, and that's, that's be really surprised it. how common that belief probably is. You know, and it's yeah. just because like. I mean, and that's the thing is, is like we all want to believe in something better, you know, but like, sure. again, we, we have no idea. So it's just keeping your mind open to something that you want to happen. But I, I truly believe that enough, it's really just nothing. I think when you die, all that DMT and stuff that's releasing is, is just a coping mechanism for you to experience what you, what you would like. And that's happen. a valid, valid point. But the only contrary to that, now I'm not, at, at my age, as I get older, mm -hmm. I fear death less and less. Yeah. I have no fear of it. Okay. And I just want, once you have an NDE, even if you mm -hmm. think, even if it wasn't close to being dead, but you thought you were, mm -hmm. that's still close enough that acceptance. And so uh, ever since that, I, I have no fear of death. I, and I think the thing is, is I, you can't really be afraid to die, you know, because everyone's going to die. Mm -hmm. So there's no use in like being scared about it. Sure. I think people are, like I said, I think I've said this before on like an earlier episode or something, but I think we're just more afraid of how we die. Oh, well, sure. And, and that's, that was, that was highly, uh, that was, that was constantly talked about in the docs that I watched yeah. on this. But to, to say what you're saying, when you think it's basically like before you were born, a total yeah. black void, yeah. nothingness. But the thing is though, is if you're born into another body, you're still not going to remember your previous yeah. life. So you're still going to be a new person yeah. regardless. And one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard is if you have anxiety about these kinds of things, or if you're a person with like a high level of anxiety, mm -hmm. and you're dealing with all, all the time and you want to help yourself calm down, take a, take a list of all of your worries, mm -hmm. right? And cross out the things you can't control. Yeah. Right? So obviously we can't control when we die, how we die, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, cross that off the list. Keep mm -hmm. that off your mind. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I've always liked that quote because it helps me relax mm -hmm. with certain situations. Sure. And just the thought process of death, I revert back to that. I'm like, shit, I can't control it. Right. You know? Like, at least not yet anyways. And that's the thing that's crazy. The biggest, is, go ahead. Is, um, like, like we, like, we, we truly have no idea. Like, unless you know, like you're saying, like a diagnosis or something. Like, you would have to have a checklist for your entire life. You would have to live, honestly, probably a boring life in order to you know live as long as possible you know and even then that's not just that's not a it's a not a life thing. it's yeah. not even like and like you're not, there's a difference you're, between being alive and living yeah for yeah. sure and even if you live the most boring existence yeah. to stay as safe as possible that doesn't guarantee you're going to you stay can, alive that's what i'm saying like you can live the healthiest 
best life, honestly, and your heart could explode at any second. Yeah. Well, you know, like thing you have I, no idea. Like I fear the most about it isn't what happens to me when I die. It's I don't want to leave people that I care mm-hmm. so much about. Like I, I don't want to. I don't want to know that I'm leaving Mandy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I know that in the state of death, you're not gonna know the emotion of missing someone. Mm-hmm. There's no emotion. Um, there's a, if, if it's what you say, the total black nothingness. There's nothing. You're not gonna miss anybody. It's just the people who are left behind after you die are the ones who suffer the most. Mm-hmm. And it, and I say it's it's really selfish. I think for me to think like that at least because I mean I have you know, family who's died and all that stuff. And like, I don't want to believe that they're just gone forever. You know, like I want to believe that they have a purpose other than, you know, just the life they lived here. You know, I I wish that for everybody, but it's like on my belief, I think if whenever I go, I just, that's, that was me, you know, that's who I was. That's what it is. And And this, this will revert me back to, um, and I'll let our listeners know about this. I think I've touched on this previously before we started listening to the video. But if you really want an insight on on reincarnation, you seriously, it's a 17-minute video. It's by Nature's Tempter, and it's called Heaven Keeps a Prisoner. And it's one of the most interesting stories and takes on mm-hmm. everything like that. And, like, I want to tell you so much about it, but it spoils the absolute end of it. And that's the best part of it. Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, is to read the Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. That'll blow you the fuck away. Yeah. And, and one, one thing that I do remember hearing is this dude who, <clears throat> he went into a medically induced coma and he was flashing in and out of it, right? So, <clears throat> and somebody ended up turning this into some fucking Reddit story afterwards mm-hmm. to, to elaborate on it because he didn't really put too much detail into it. Mm-hmm. But basically the elaboration on the story was this dude, he dies, right? And he's greeted by Lucifer. But he doesn't, like, it, it almost seems like a trick to him mm. on, on first step. So he takes a step out, and, he, and Lucifer introduces him. He goes, this is your house. He goes, <clears throat> like, and that, this is what we're giving you, so take a look around. And he looks at it, and he keeps telling Lucifer, thank you. He goes, don't thank me. Everyone gets one here. You get your dream house. Everyone gets one here. And then he takes him out to the garage. He goes, these are your dream cars. He goes, and don't thank me. Everyone gets them and they start going on this walk and it's this beautiful beautiful afterlife that this dude is experiencing and he's walking side by side with Lucifer and he sees this woman far ahead of him and Lucifer just goes go get her and he Lucifer introduces this man to his soulmate and he was like I don't I don't understand and Lucifer's like nobody nobody does at first and he goes I feel like there's Something not right here, yeah. you know? And Lucifer explains, he goes, yeah, most people don't. And this dude just so happens to be kind of, they're coming up to this peak on this hill, and he peeks over, and he sees these people in burning fucking pits and screaming and fucking mm-hmm. in pain and torture. And he looks at Lucifer, and he goes, I don't mean to bother, but what's that about? And he goes, oh, that's the way the Christians like it. Whoa. Whoa, yeah. So... Damn. Like, like, based on your perception of the way you look about things, Mm -hmm. like, what if it really ain't that bad? And what if it's the Christians that are like, okay, so, for example, like, hypocrites, they end up in that kind of hell. Dude, Mm -hmm. look how many fucking wars were fought over Christianity. Look at the bloodshed over just simple beliefs. Exactly. And so... That kind of that kind of brings a perfect example. You're like speaking time. speaking your like your own existence into, yeah. You know, like whatever you truly believe is yeah. Whatever you get. You so know? that brings that brings me into the next example. How the similarities between Norse paganism and Christianity there are so many, right? So you have heaven and Valhalla, mm-hmm. and you have hell and Helheim, right? Well, in Helheim, there are dismal areas, there are, but it's it's a darkened area. But everything that pretty much happens in Valhalla happens down there for the souls that weren't selected to go to Valhalla. Right. Right. So, like, what's let's say you're not a bad Christian, right? You're not a bad Christian, but like, you're not like. But you didn't do you're everything. Not, you're, not, right. you're not devout, right? Yeah. You're not yeah. devout, so you don't go to heaven, but you go to hell, and you go to that form of hell that is what I just described mm-hmm. to you, 
And if you're a fucking hypocrite, you yeah. go to the form of hell that is what you that is what you, yeah, yeah. And right. your own belief will determine your own mm-hmm. outcome and be yeah. your own damn fault. I I don't know. Like the more we were talking about it, like I like what was that idea that I don't remember which one of you guys said, but where like your own belief, like like the it was you. You said that mm-hmm. the guy in the bar, right? So like that was his that was his like belief, you know, like that was his that was his, his utmost his happy, personal heaven, yeah, yeah. and um. I don't know that that'd be nice to believe in, you know. But the thing I think about is, like, what if you're just there by yourself, you know? I mean, you could be, you know. You know, and like, <laughs> what's the point of being? But there would be no emotion to be sad yeah, exactly. and lonely, so you might be content. Yeah. <laughs> I, is that I, all? Is that all afterlife is? Is just straight contentment, nothing good, nothing bad. It could be, you know. Just, I, that's why I thought, like, I don't know why I pictured your heaven and on top of my head. I was like, Mark's just going to be in a Raider stadium where they actually win a fucking game. <laughs> oh, they just win the man. Super Bowl every, every game. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but there's no celebration because they never get to see the final score. <laughs> yeah, we just win, but the scores are just, like, lined out. That is so fucked. I can't say much. I'm a Steeler fan right now. They just we beat every single team in every Super Bowl, you know, just from forever on, always. Yeah, you're just you're just watching your infinite your infinite dream, basically. Yeah. Like, shit for mine, dude. Like, like realistically, okay. Let's say I was Christian. He's just burning one. down a hillside in his diesel truck, screaming, <laughs> fucking, yeah! screaming, they ain't fucking working on his truck. <laughs> yeah, fuck them guys. But no, like, just like imagine, like. If, okay, let's say if I was Christian, and I got to determine how my heaven was, it'd be fucking filled with cars, dude. Right? No, I did not see fucking, that coming. It'd be filled with fucking cars and trucks and dirt bikes. Like, it wouldn't be filled with any of this fucking, like, oh, gambling shit. No, it wouldn't be filled with fucking sports. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, right? Easy. It's a, 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 a. I don't. So, I don't go after cars, man. I don't go after cars. Yeah, come on, dude. Don't don't I'm diss not, the foosball. Hey, hey, I, I am not specifying what sports I don't give a shit about. Even though you guys already know what sports I don't. Give a shit uh, we about. know, but hell, I assumption. I played it. I mean, I even played some semi-pro. So I'm yeah. like football's in my blood, man. Yeah, no, and that's that's fine. It's, it's not. It's in your soul. To each of their own. Ooh, yeah. It's in your bones. See, you know, before we end this series, we should all go over real quick each. What we would like our heavens to literally be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bud. Are we doing heavens or? Just let's just put. Let's just put. I'm sorry. How we would like our afterlives to be shaped. Yeah. I want, I want you to start, Matt. Mine's simple. Um, I want. I want to keep the feeling of love for those who I've loved in this life. Um, I want. I want Mandy by my side, no matter what, when, how, and. Like, you know, the people that mean the most to me and, and my grandson, I mean, you know, I want to take whatever I can that I felt during life with me. I want to take all these emotions and I want to take the negative emotions with me and wherever it goes, I don't know where it goes, wherever it goes, I want every emotion I've ever experienced so that I can keep it and keep that center of balance within my own soul because I think that's the way to keep my soul alive. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I want and not even want it's like a desire it's like because no matter how people die it's always like a question like did like because they always say like when people die it's like they're no longer in pain and stuff you know but like not all the times you die you're suffering you know Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing i want whenever i go is i just want like that contentment not for me but for everybody else everybody who's ever known me i just want them to feel like okay you know, and it's it's almost impossible because like when people die, it's it's devastating. You know, but mm-hmm. I just don't want people to have to question my life. You know, like I want them to be okay with it. You know, like I want them, and I and it, it's hard to ask that because I mean I don't expect people to, but like I said, I I don't truly believe in a whole lot. You know, after so I just you know I just want people to be okay with the fact that you know I live my life and I did things that I did and I was okay and at the end of it at the end of the road like I'll, I was fine you know like nice that's nice right. yeah. that's respectful so the way I would want to look at mine would be a, a homestead with visitation yeah right okay so I can go into my homestead right so my homestead one day I can wake up and I'm in you know I'm in a I'm in a Vikinger's dream mm-hmm. right I, I've got battle I've got meat I've got drinks I've got party right I have everything and then the next day my homestead can be visited by one of my friends that was Christian. Mm. Right. You know, you can come over and we can go 
riding fucking cars. Mm-hmm. Or we can do whatever. I want my homestead to be something that I can create for a different environment each time. So, like, let's say in the afterlife, you, st- you still rest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I picture it. It's like, it's not going to be an endless no. one-day cycle. Sure, you just sure. for yeah. eternity. Yeah. I want it to be, I want it to be, like... Routine still, you know? Not necessarily routine. That would be boring. Some but... of the aspects can still repeat in life. Yeah. Yes. So, wake, sleep, but never feel tired, never be sick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, you, you never, you don't, you don't have your original worries, yeah. right? Like, the way I want the afterlife to be is a worryless, basic, basically a playground, almost. Yeah. That I can, I can create different scenarios every time. I mean, I'm not even being a smartass. It's almost like a video game yeah, because yeah. you don't feel Literally. everything that's in the mm-hmm. video game. Mm-hmm. Yes. So basically, like, <clears throat> maybe one day I want to meet some old, older bike, older famous Vikings like mm-hmm. Lothbrook and. Eric you want to meet Ragnar Lothbrook? Hey, we'll all, we'll all have some dinner sometime up there. Right. Yeah. But like, Down there but, like the, but the next day, I'm like, I'm like, hey, Mark, like, I know you died a Christian. Why don't you come hop on over and chill out my homestead with me and me and the fucking God, we'd be Vikings. So, we'd be so boring even even after life. We'd be like, hey man, let's come over. And play. You should no, come over. Good, we, can, we can play some Need for Speed or something. But what you're saying makes total sense, man. Yeah, yeah. like I think I think I think your afterlife should be solely determined by you yeah. on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel. Free the ultimate free will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, good the segment, ultimate. guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I enjoyed the segment quite this a bit. Tear jerker, you know. I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think it would be extremely neat to be able to wake up and change your setting um, every day. Yeah, yeah. no, that like, wouldn't even be days. though. it would just be. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you straight up, like fall year round, sixty to seventy degrees year light, fucking light, round, light the lightest brisk of wind. And I'll add the ocean in mine, mm. and then I'd be good. So, yeah. all right, guys, I'm uh, no sharks though, no sharks. No, no. But uh, I had a blast on this one. Thank you. We're, uh, we're, I think we're going into back rooms, the next segment that uh, Miles chose. So mm, on that note. to tickle your brain a little bit. Yeah. Yep. As always, though, I want to thank Tam Perfection, Sugar and Ice, and Generosity. And I am out. Adios, guys. Take care of yourselves. Give one shout out to Worthy Fab Customs. Suck it up. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs>